Welcome to Uplifting Women Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Join our co-hosts, Holly Tesca and Kristen Strunk, thought partners in the world of leadership, equality, and personal and professional development. Listen as they bring stories of inspirational women and their allies who are working every day for authentic leadership, equality, and inclusion in business, education, and community. These are the stories of the people whose mission it is to ensure others are seen, heard, and respected. They've overcome challenges in the workplace and the world or supported other women in doing so. Holly and Kristen are committed to uplifting women's voices, sharing inspiration, advice, and maybe even a few laughs from women and their allies about the work they are doing to promote inclusion and equality in our world. They believe that by sharing stories of challenge and triumph, we can all make the world a better place as we inspire others to step fully into their personal leadership space. We are so happy you have joined us today for our conversation. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Uplifting Women. My name is Kristen Strunk, and I'm here with my co-host. This is Holly Tesco. And we are thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Katya Rusanen. She is a number one best-selling author, a transformational story coach, and a spiritual mentor with a master's degree in spiritual psychology and spiritual science. She's also just completed her doctorate in spiritual science, too. Her pragmatic approach, combined with her spiritual awareness, helps her clients get results quickly. With over 10 years of coaching experience, Katya helps purpose-driven coaches and healers overcome their own limiting inner stories so that they can accelerate their soul-aligned business growth. Thank you so much for joining us today, Katya, and welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. We are very excited to learn more about the spiritual psychology and the spiritual science that you have been studying. But first, I'd really like to understand your story of how you got to where you are. That is a great question because I feel like I was put on the spiritual path through challenging life experience. And I feel like that is something so many of us, we get these moments of choice. And my moment of choice came when I was just 16 years old. I was growing up in a small village in Finland. So that's where my accent comes from, if you were wondering. And uh, I fell in love for the first time. It was the spring. And remember the first love, how amazing that experience is. All of the sudden, the sun is shining brighter. The birds are singing sweet melodies and everything just feels so wonderful but unfortunately my love story did not have the happily ever after it ended when I heard the news that my boyfriend had died by suicide and that truly stopped me it felt like my world ended that moment and the pain that I felt was so overwhelming and my mind was just asking why, like, why this happened. And I was going through every single detail and every single thing that I could remember over and over again in my head, like trying to figure out the reason why. And I felt like if I would have been more attentive, more attractive, more anything, 
I would have been able to save him. That was where my mind went. I should have saved him. It was all my fault. And that pain and that blame within me became so strong that I was telling this story, I should have done something different. And it almost killed me. I was very near to end my own life. Like one day I sneaked out from our family home. I went for a walk. I walked to a riverbank and I was like, I can't take this. Like the pain was so much and I could not see the future. It was so dark. And I took steps to the water and I was like so ready to just let go of that pain. So I wanted the water just to wash away my pain. I wanted just to give up. But that moment, that 11th hour, and I think this was a gift of grace. Like I got this flash of light in my dark mind and that reminded me of the love of my parents and that love made me turn around because I was like I don't want to put that pain to anybody else and I turned around I chose life and that started my healing journey my own process through the darkness and grief and bit by bit I started to find spiritual teachers who helped me on the way and I started to see life more and more from soul's perspective and then the later on when I found the master's degree in spiritual psychology that was so eye-opening because for years I was keeping all that pain inside of me. I moved on. I closed that chapter. I did not want to talk about it. But that pain was still there. And then I found these tools through the studies to actually really, truly start clearing up that pain. And that really changed everything in my life. And now I've See my life from different perspective not like life happened to me it happened for me and that's really motivates me to help others who have gone through challenging life experiences to break through those limiting inner stories and finding the freedom and joy of living again wow that is an amazing story i i can't even fathom at the age of 16, when our brains are still developing and our emotions are still developing and we're trying to figure out so many things about ourselves and our place in the world, I can't even begin to imagine how devastating that must have been for mm. you, Katya. It was. And I now often send love to that 16-year-old me who went through all that. Because, of course, now... With the studies, with the awareness, things differently. But I'm so grateful for that moment of grace that I'm still here. Yeah, absolutely. So you've forgiven yourself, it seems, for whatever you didn't do in the first place or 
however you perceived that perceptions are very strong, aren't they? Yeah. What we can convince ourselves of. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about once you saw that moment and saw that there was a path forward, what were some of the first steps that you took coming out of that dark period, that darkness that allowed you to carry forward with that, I guess, I won't call it momentum because it wasn't really momentum at that point. It was just an awakening Mm -hmm. more than anything, but what carried you forward from that part? So there was actually a blessing that happened before this all happened six months prior I had started karate. So I was, going to these classes of karate and that was in a different city so people didn't know me they didn't know what happened so that was a place for me just to show up be a 16 year old and not being the one who lost a person to Susa. and that gave me in a way this breathing place and doing a physical activity helped enormously because when you do karate you have to be present. If you are in your mind, you literally get hit to your face. <laughs> so that was like this <laughs> very literal training from the universe to show me be present, be right here now. Because the moment I was past in thinking of my past and thinking what happened, I could not see what was coming in the training. So I was, that was, now I see, wow, that was that's a perfect training for me at that point. And then I was competing. So then I had a routine. Like that was my lifesaver. Because it wasn't, even I made that choice, it wasn't easy work afterwards. But I had this training routine. My coach was telling me what to do every day. So that was so helpful. And it just got me moving. It gave me purpose because I was so lost. And maybe some of you, our listeners might have that feeling like when you feel lost, you don't see anything in the future. So then having a training routine, knowing, okay, today you do this, tomorrow you do this, that helped me enormously. Yeah, you bring up a really important a couple of points, Katia. Um, number one, we human beings tend to find value in what's going on in their head, whether that be learning, reciting back facts and figures that they've had to memorize for school, thinking through problems. And we often forget that we have other intelligence inside of our body, mainly which comes from your heart and your gut. Mm-hmm. And by involving somatic practice into your routine, in your case, it was the karate. It was a somatic practice. You were able to engage those other parts of your body that create the whole of us all. The worst thing to do, and trust me, it took me many years to learn this myself, is try to just think my way out of a problem. Mm. Yeah. 
You have to feel your way out. You have to feel your way out of a problem. And the minute I can shut down my brain long enough to stop thinking about it through something somatic, something creative that will do that, it opens up a world of different possibilities. So I love you calling that out that karate was your avenue to finding Mm -hmm. that space. Yes. And those accomplishments start to probably build and carry you forward a little bit as well. So maybe that's where you start to get your momentum of, I completed my training regimen that I was supposed to do today. That was good. I competed. That was good. So you can start to build on what you're doing. Again, to your point, it might be handed to you. The plan might be given to you. But the fact that you're executing on the plan can be really beneficial as well, I'm sure. Totally. And it's, you need to have your willingness. So I was playing my part. And I feel like that's, again, like step by step, growing my growing and doing things. It was that helped me on the physical level. And then another thing I want to mention that helped me more on the emotional level was that years later, I started writing. And that was like just a random advice from a palm reader. Because when you're looking for purpose, you go to a palm reader, right? <laughs> so very... We've all done and... it. We've all done it. <laughs> and he was giving me so accurate information. And then all of a sudden, he asked, why don't you write? And I was just taken back because I had always this idea like this is a story I need to tell ever since my boyfriend died by suicide I knew I need to write about it I need to talk about it and I there and then I promised I will start writing and I did that night I started writing even though it felt like opening Pandora's box I was like whoa but it was so clearing and healing for me, I knew it's going to be a book, it's actually going to be a trilogy, which I wrote. But for some, it's just writing for you, like just allowing yourself to express in a raw way that nobody needs to read it, but just giving that avenue. And for some, maybe it's art, maybe you're painting, maybe you do music, but whatever way that is, The expression was a key because so many years I was just holding back. And then I found a way to start sharing what was inside of me. That's a really good call out as well. And um, in my work as a coach, I often try to get people to journal. And Mm. some people do it very willingly and they immediately see the benefits it's it's not like I want to read it this is for you this is your place to unpack the day's events or reflect on things that you're curious about or whatever and invariably if people try it and they stick to it long enough they love it mm-hmm. yeah so that's that and that's also tapping into your creative side the storytelling piece. So now I'm really intrigued to read that trilogy, of course, because I love to read. Wonderful. So what came in 
after that, so what drew you down this path of study and then ultimately to the work that you're doing these days? So I took the avenue of working in banking. I was a supervisor in one of the world's leading business banks, but there was always this calling to help others who were going through challenging life experiences as I had gone through such a dark place and I felt like I started to find my way through that darkness thanks to many spiritual teachers I had this calling to support others and then I decided to study spiritual life coaching first and when you start the learning journey, then there came the spiritual psychology because I was like, I want to know more. How can I really support uh, people? And part of that is always that I'm also helping myself through the studies. And it gave me this inspiration because when I was starting this spiritual life coaching journey, that was a place where I first time started more openly sharing what I had been going through. So over 15 years, that was a deep, dark secret. And during that training in a safe place, I shared with one person what I had gone through. And it was so healing. I felt like such a deep connection. And I realized the power that we have with our stories. First of all, the stories that we tell inside of us, but also stories that we share with others. And that connected me deeply with this other student. And, uh, and that really inspired me then to get that courage to start sharing with a few people and then a bigger group and then now I'm sharing it openly but it was also a process so that's what I want to point out here it wasn't like straight away sharing everyone somebody can do it for me I needed that step-by-step approach there too absolutely and I that's a really good reminder it took you 15 years to get up the courage to share it with a single person and I, I think sometimes people get the feeling that just sheer willpower gets you through these things and moves you through, but it's a process. It's a process of unpacking it, of finding a safe place where you feel as though you can share that. And once it comes out, it feels freeing, doesn't it? It does. And I feel like that's what I tell always my clients. When you feel like life happened to you, that's still the time for healing work. So finding those safe places to share. And when you start seeing that life happened for you, then you can start sharing more openly because that's the point when you are not sharing from the wound, you are sharing from the learning. You see the lessons you learned on the journey and you share them to help others on their way. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. That's a powerful reframe for a lot of those challenges that people find themselves in. When you're working with your clients and you're working through this, what are some of the things that you recommend 
that they are doing to help themselves, right? Everyone's journey is personal. We talked a little bit about journaling. We talked a little bit about movement of body, something creative. What other things can you recommend that people look to or try in order to reconnect? What I recommend is checking the situation in four different dimensions. And this is what I do with my clients is often we find something is happening in the physical level. And that's the easiest thing to see. Like maybe you are now, you're an entrepreneur and you are not sharing on social media. And here you need to be visible. You know how to do it, but you just do not want to be there. And this is very common, especially for people who have gone through challenging traumatic life experiences. The visibility can be very tricky. Somebody might find themselves, okay, I'm just holding back. I don't want to step into the spotlight and share on social, but I have this calling within my heart. I want to help others. Okay, that's the physical level. You know what you're doing. So then let's check what, what are the thoughts? What are you thinking? What does this visibility on social media mean? to you what's the meaning you have given to it maybe you say in your mind i'm not good enough that's very common thing and many of us me included have told that has been my story i'm not good enough how can i do that who do i think i am to share and so finding those and you can even write that down because then you can empower yourself later on to change that and then another thing is check in, what are you feeling? Like when you think about posting, what's happening in your physical body? And instead of trying to push that thing away, make it go away, change it, you are just being present with that just for a moment. Even if it's one minute, you just pay attention to that part and send it love. So that can be very tangible thing to do. And when you have done that round, then you can see also, this is the fourth level, which I call the soul level. And then you see, what am I learning through this experience? Maybe it is tapping into more courage. Maybe it is self-expression. Maybe it is loving yourself more. Whatever that is, when you see See the lesson you're learning from the situation that also helps to shift the situation because you gain that awareness. And I believe the awareness is the key to anything we want to do in life. Another thing that I, I want to bring into this conversation, I was recently listening to a book on emotions, Brene Brown, of course. I love her. Um, and she was talking about the role of humiliation. And it's so easy to humiliate people these days on social media. I was just reading some stuff on a group that I'm part of on Facebook yesterday. And I was just ashamed of somebody for I don't know him from Adam, but they made this snarky comment 
to somebody who was just asking a simple question that didn't require a snarky answer. It was, I, I believe, truly asked in earnest. They really were curious. What, what gives people that feeling that it's okay to hum, to publicly humiliate people? And social media has made it so easy for you to humiliate people across the entire world. And what role does humiliation play in your ability to or not to share your story with someone? And how can we help people to overcome that? Because she also cites that's one of the biggest predictors of whether somebody is going to go off and shoot people. Mm -hmm. How, How do we help people recognize their own power if there is such a thing in not being humiliated? Because I think that's what holds us back from sharing. And these days it's so easy to pick on somebody yeah and that is a really good point you're bringing forward and one of the things I would bring here is that when we have that courage to share no matter what yes there might be people who try to put us back in the box go back don't share because that makes maybe that makes them feel good okay, I was able to tell that person what I really think. But then maybe we focus on the one person who might not even comment, the one person who might get some help from the story that we share. Mm -hmm. So focusing again, the impact that we can make, and that has been at least my motivation. If I can just help one person by sharing my story, that's make it worthwhile and yeah there might be people who have bad day and they take it on you I feel like the humiliation shaming others that might come from a place that the person it doesn't really come from loving place so my Tibetan Buddhist teacher, Tulka Lopsen, is always asking, have compassion. Yeah. And I know it can be challenging. That is a challenging lesson to have when somebody feels like it's they are sending that energy on your way. They are punching you with their comment. Yeah. But seeing, okay, maybe that person, I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know why they are needing to have that kind of tone that kind of comment but I am choosing to focus if my story can help one person I'm choosing to focus on those who are eager and willing to seek some support seek some help seek some inspiration and that needs to be my focus so I can continue doing in the world because yeah there is a lot of negativity in the world but it is for our choice where we focus on. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
It's definitely one of the things that once you start in this work and you do start to have the ability to reframe something or think about it from a different perspective, it's one of the most powerful things, I believe, in helping us move through um, those stories, right? Or changing the stories. And so when you think about helping someone change their inner story, and we go through kind of those four steps, is there a benefit to having them retell their new story and actually start to articulate what that story now looks like versus what it looked like in the past? Yes, because we can't change what happened. Things happened the way they happened. But the story that we are telling within us, that we are telling others about what happened, that we can change. Like we can be the hero of our story because yeah, hey, we got through that event. And as challenging it was, we are still here. We are here and we have this opportunity to tell the story. And we can tell that story from the place what I shared earlier, like from that place, that lesson that I learned through this experience. And when we share it in that place, it also shifts the whole energy. So I feel like it's great place to practice. And first it might be again, like maybe it's writing that story for yourself. And then you can see that difference. Then it might be like practicing because we all tell stories all the time. So next time you meet somebody and they ask like about your past, try telling that new story and see how that changes and how that feels, how that aligns with you. And that might take you a step forward. And I also want to offer your audience a gift because I have a, this booklet, Three Inner Stories, because we talked about the I'm Not Good Enough story, which is one, but there is very common other stories. I want to offer that booklet where I also guide people through the steps, my five-step process on how to transform these stories so they have it written so they can easily then practice these steps and start rewriting the stories they tell within because that will create the different future because your past does not need to equal your future, but you do need to change the stories you tell to create something new, create something different for the future. And that's fantastic. And we'll be sure that's included in the show notes, how our listeners can gain access to that. So that's lovely, Katya. I really appreciate that. And what comes to mind for me as you're speaking is every little step in this journey, regardless of how tiny it is, those first steps are slow to come. They're very tentative. They're exploratory. With each little step that somebody takes, it's building resilience, greater resilience for the future. So it's a beautiful story. I'm terribly sorry you had to go through that, but you've made lemonade out of a a big lemon and it had to have been devastating for you at the ripe age of 16 when our hearts are all aflutter 
And mm-hmm, that yeah. first experience of falling in love is so wonderful to have it be shattered. Well, thank you. Thank you. So we always get to this point in the conversation where we want to, number one, have you offer a few, what's your best advice to someone who's going through a difficult time such as you did or any kind of challenge in life? What are a couple things that you might advise them to do? So I am a huge advocate now getting support because I was thinking many years that I need to do this journey alone. And I realized that we are not meant to do this work on our own. We have support available, and but you do need to ask. You do need to be open to receive support and that can help, whether it would be reaching out to me, whether it would be reaching out to somebody else, but just know that you are, first of all, not alone. Even though our mind and ego might make you are the only one who is going through all this, There are loving people in the world who can support you and uplift you. And another thing is that is, it sounds simple, but sometimes when we are in a dark place, it can feel very challenging, is to find things that we are grateful for. Because that starts shifting your mind Because often when we are in that dark place, all we can see is darkness and negativity. But the finding things, making a list of three things, even or even one. But what am I grateful for? And if you can't find anything else, check your pulse. I'm alive. That is something you can be grateful for. But it is just, this helps your mind to start shifting that focus where you focus on and it is again practice because your mind even though now it might feel like it is doing whatever it wants it the thoughts are coming and you have no control but you do have choice you can start choosing those things and also paying attention on the on your mind how you talk about yourself and you can write these things because often when we write things it brings greater awareness okay I told myself this thing like I'm not good enough what would support you what could be that thought that supports you more I am willing to believe that I am good enough because maybe if you say I am good enough that might feel like a too big of a leap but you can say I'm willing to believe that I am good enough because you might have less resistance with that one so but test it out find out and it is something that can help you because we just need to change that story and find the support that can help us to rewrite your story so that you can create your own success story in the world. What a great list of things that people can actually tangibly do. Thank you so much for that. 
Where can our listeners find you and find your story online? I'm sharing actually my story on my YouTube channel. So hopefully you will put the links to the chat or show notes. And also I'm active on Facebook. So you can find me there as well. And I'd love to hear from you. So do leave a comment, come by and feel free to reach out. And I do have also my website. That is my name, katyarusanen.com that you find more information how I help people in the vault. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really did appreciate it very much. And I think all of us will be looking at our own stories a little bit more and determining maybe how we want to retell or update our story. So thank you so much for being here. Beautiful. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening in on this latest episode of Uplifting Women podcast. Holly and Kristen appreciate your dedication to Uplifting Women and look forward to you joining them again soon. This podcast is sponsored by UpliftingWomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Please visit your favorite platform where you found this podcast to leave a review. If you are an uplifting woman or a man who champions women's success with a story to share, Kristen and Holly would love to talk to you please visit upliftingwomen.net and leave us a message.